Yes, yes. Are you in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 this morning? Okay. Verse 6. The Bible says this. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But the one who plants generously, somebody say generously, will get a generous crop. Verse 7. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. How many of you have felt that in church before? I can, if I had more hands, I would raise them. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously, somebody say generous, there's that word again. He will generously provide all that you need. Then you always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Next verse. As the scripture says, They share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer, the old translation says, to the sower, and then bread to eat. In the same way, He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity there's that word again in you two more verses yes you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be uh oh there's that word and when we take your gifts to those who need them they will in turn thank god one more verse then then we're going to get into this this morning so two good things will result from the ministry of giving the needs of the believers in jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. I want to teach this morning. Pray for me that I can teach this. Amen. I'm a preacher at heart. The difference between preaching and teaching, can I give it to you? Teaching is telling. Preaching is yelling. So I'm going to try to teach it to you this morning. But I want to, I want to teach to you on this subject this morning, the generosity cycle. Look at your neighbor and say the generosity cycle. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this room. Bless the word in our time together in Jesus' name. Everybody says, you may be seated. Just give somebody a nudge next to you and say the generosity cycle. The generosity cycle. Yeah, yeah. Can you give it up for all of our amazing volunteers and staff, our worship pastors, our sound people? It's amazing what they do each and every week just to give you a place to experience God. Isn't that amazing? You know, it's really crazy. He's probably going to kill me for saying this. Jordan and Kristen are running on like three hours of sleep. And they sang like that on three hours of sleep. Lord, thank you, Lord. That was incredible. Look at your neighbor one more time. Give him a nudge and say the generosity cycle. I want to give you a little context this morning before we really get into this word. Here in our text today, the Apostle Paul is addressing the church of Corinth. So many times when we read the Bible, we think that God is speaking directly to us. And while he is, these were actual letters written to specific people at a specific time in a specific place. And so 
here today, this is Paul's second letter to the church of Corinth. Somebody say Corinth. And he is addressing them in our text today about generosity. Somebody say generosity. You see, the city of Corinth was known for its wealth and its influence. Everybody had money in Corinth. I mean, like money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's driving a Tesla. Come on. Everybody's driving a Range Rover. Everybody was driving the nicest vehicle because they had the money in the church of Corinth. Somebody say Corinth. And in turn, because the city of Corinth was blessed, the church was also experiencing the same type of blessing because the people of Corinth were going to the church of Corinth. Does that make sense? So the church of Corinth was living in an abundance. They had money upon money upon money. Any building project they wanted to do, oh, we got you. Anything they had to purchase, they got it. Because there was wealth and influence in the church of Corinth. Now, if you know the context of this scripture, they weren't just being blessed to keep it for themselves. They were being a blessing to others. Because how many of you know that God wants to put money in your hand not just so you can have a bigger house better car all those things the american dream right that's not what it's for although that's a that's uh-oh a product of it the real purpose is old saying brother you're blessed to be a blessing how many of you know that this morning we are blessed god gives to us so we can be a blessing and so the church of corinth was being a blessing and they have been giving to different causes in the church abroad. The big C church, the, the, the church, not a church, the church. But oftentimes they were doing it with the wrong attitude. So Paul decides to correct their attitude here in chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians. Now, don't expect deep revelations today. That's not my assignment today. My assignment is just to teach you the generosity cycle. Somebody say the generosity cycle. I believe it's going to help you today. So he begins to teach them these principles. Are you ready to go deeper? Yeah. Somebody say, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. In the kingdom of heaven, the way of transactions financially is through sowing and reaping. Somebody say sowing and reaping. In our version that we read today, it's planting and harvesting. So verse 6, and I'm going to play around with these verses some guys, so I appreciate you being back there. It says this, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. Now, this seems extremely simple. <laughs> Duh, Paul. Like, we get it. If you sow a little, you get a little. Now, I don't live on a farm. Hopefully, I will one day. Dream, come on. Thank you, Matt. But we, we try to grow stuff in our little backyard that we have. Now, here's the thing. I had a choice at the beginning of the summer. I can either dig up my entire yard. I don't think my landlord would like that very much. Come on. I can either dig up my entire yard and plant a bunch of seeds or I could take a box 
and plant a few seeds. What's the difference? The amount of harvest that you will get in return. So I can move my kid's trampoline out of the way and plant corn in my backyard. (laughs) Or I can just be satisfied with the few tomato plants that we have. It's simple. What you sow, you will reap. Now, this goes with other things than money, too, because it's said throughout the, the New Testament, what you sow, you will reap. If you sow joy, you will reap joy. If you sow peace, you will reap peace. If you gossip about people, people in turn are going to end up gossiping about you. Okay? So this is a simple principle that applies to every area of our life. What you sow, you will reap. Somebody say, what I sow, I will reap. But it's not only the what, it's how much. Because notice what he says. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get what? A small crop. But, but, the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Somebody say generous. So this seems extremely simple, but often it's a principle that as believers, we neglect to follow. Let me put it to you this way. I've heard so many people, I've done it myself, we complain about our current financial status. I don't like where I am financially. I don't like my money being tight. Anybody in the room hate when your money's tight? Yeah, everybody in here. Nobody likes that. Come on. We complain about our financial status. We don't like where we are financially. But when you ask the financially frustrated individual when the last time they gave generous was, you will probably hear this. Oh, pastor, uh, uh, because people get real funny about money. You know what I'm saying? People get funny about money. Pastor, I don't have the money to be generous. <laughs> Things are just so tight, I can barely make ends meet. First of all, you weren't called to make ends meet. If you don't hear anything else I say this morning, I hope you hear it all, but you weren't made to try to create ends meeting for yourself. That's God's job. Come on, somebody. When I'm trying to make ends meet, I will never make ends meet. Come on. Because he said, if you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of these things, your needs will be added unto you it's a mathematical term added they're going to be given unto you you staying with me this morning so you weren't called to make meat come on but people who are financially frustrated and i have been there that's why i can teach this to you this morning because we were those people come on somebody oh they don't pay us enough in ministry for us to give financially That's how I felt years ago. Like, Lord, I'm being generous with my time. I'm being generous with my life, Lord. I shouldn't have to give extra. Can I just be transparent this morning? And then God, 2019, wrecked our world when it came to giving generously. I'm going to tell you a story. So 
we were planning on moving down here at, at the beginning of January of 2020. And as soon as God gave us the green light, we knew that was the day we started saving every single penny. We weren't eating out. We weren't buying clothes. I mean, we weren't doing anything. We were literally paying our bills and putting all of it in savings. And it was like we were barely scraping by to even save anything. And I'll never forget, I was going to this conference and I felt the Lord speak to me. We had just read the book, The Blessed Life by Robert Moore. You've never read it. You need to read it. Like today. <laughs> it, it, it will blow your mind. It will wreck your life. It's, it's just incredible. But we had just finished reading that book, and I felt like the Lord said, I want to, I think I'm going to have to switch this because this is just frustrating. Let's try that. That's better. Much better. I, I'll never forget, we were, we were getting ready to go to this conference, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to give everything you've been saving. Because here's the thing about the revelation of God. When you get a revelation from God, it's then time to be tested. Did you catch that? When God gives you a revelation... It's time to be tested. We think this is complicated. If a teacher teaches you that two plus two is four in school, it's then time to take a test to see if you know that two plus two is four. You must pass the test to see if you've applied the revelation to your life. Are you with me? And so the Lord said, I want you to give it all. Lord, we've been scraping, we've been saving, we did a yard sale, come on, we've been selling all we got because we believe in what you spoke to us. I said, all right, Lord, I'll do it. So pastor and I sat down in the bed the night before, we wrote a check for the exact amount to the penny, y'all, to the penny. And we prayed over and we said, God, we just believe as we sow, you're going to take care of our needs. And so I went to the conference that first night. And when the offering came, I was pumped. I was like, man, this is exciting. I've never done anything like this before. This is cool. <laughs> and we sewed it all. And you know what happened? Nothing. <laughs> that night was like the worst night ever. I'm like, okay, Lord, I obeyed. Where's my money, Lord, to help me out in this financial situation? Nothing happened. I called pastor and said, well, I gave it. She said, what happened? Nothing. <laughs> and so I, I kept attending the conference, and I'm in these sessions. And the second night came, and I had already literally given all of our money away. And the Lord spoke to me while this gentleman was up there getting ready to receive the offering, and he was talking about sowing and reaping. And I felt the Lord say to my heart, okay, you've emptied a cow uh, you've emptied out one account, empty the other one. I said, now, Lord, <laughs> I appreciate the challenge, but I got bills to pay. <laughs> and he said, do it. So I text Pastor Faye. I said, hey, this is what I'm feeling. She said, I trust you. I trust that you heard God. Just do it. So I did it. We literally had zero point zero 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 dollars in our banking account that thursday night 
and we sowed it. Five minutes later, the man of God that was coming to preach, amazing kingdom teacher, he came up. He, he had gotten this flight delayed, so he was literally in the same clothes he was in all day. Like, you could just tell. Like, that flight was all over his face. You know what I'm saying? But he got up and he said, all right, uh, turn to such and such. He said, now, I need to do something. And I felt like chills go back on my spine. You know what I'm saying? When you just know it's a God moment. And he said, where's all the church planners at in the house? He said, stand up. So that was the first time anybody had asked me to stand up as a church planner. So I was like, yep, I'm a church planner. And he said, I remember what it was like being you. And he said, I want you to take the honorarium that they're giving me tonight, and I want you to split it between all of these church planners. Now, can I give you something that's mind-blowing? It wasn't even close to the amount of money that we said. Not even close. But it was God saying, I'll speak to a pastor who's been jet-lagged. Come on, somebody, and tell him to sow into you if you'll obey me. Sowing and reaping. Somebody say sowing and reaping. So, so many of us are saying, Lord, I, I can't be generous because things are tight. I can't be generous because I haven't, I haven't saved it. I, I just can't, Lord. We could come up with a thousand excuses in the house this morning why we can't be generous. But I want to pose a question to you. Does this sound like kingdom living to you? Does it sound like kingdom abundance to you? It doesn't to me. It doesn't to me. This is living under a poverty mentality. Which the Lord needs to break in his church. Come on. I'm not saying you're going to have all the Rolex watches. I'm not saying that stuff. If God blesses you that big, great. Come on, somebody. Like You're going to fund the kingdom of heaven. Let's go. <laughs> but that's not what it's about. It's about God putting money through you. Because you see, let's go back to Genesis for a second. The Bible says that we are to have, what, dominion. Somebody say dominion. One of the translations of dominion is ruler, but a more modern translation is manager. God was saying, I'm looking for a manager. A manager is someone who's been entrusted with a level of stuff of responsibility from the person who owns the company. Right? God's saying, I'm looking for someone to put stuff in their hand and do what I tell them to do with it. Because have you ever been to a McDonald's where the manager obviously isn't following the franchise rules? <laughs> like the bathroom's disgusting like I wouldn't throw garbage away in that bathroom you know what I'm saying like I'm not eating here because they're obviously not following the franchise rules there's so many believers that God is putting money in their hand and it's not going out the way God told them to God puts a hundred dollar bill in your hand and you think okay what can I do with this that's not what it's about. 
when God, he shifted our mindset a couple years ago to where when God gives us a major blessing, we're not thinking, what can we do with it? We're thinking, okay, is this a seed that you're calling us to sow? Come on, I know I'm talking about money and nobody likes to talk about money, but you'll be all right this morning. Come on, I'm not trying to offend you. I'm trying to free you with some truth today. Come on, you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. You don't have to live under a poverty mentality. Somebody say amen. The reason that so many of us are barely scraping by is because we have not fully grasped and applied the principle of sowing and reaping. But in order for there to be a harvest in my life, you're going to have to go to work. And you're going to have to plant and cultivate what you put in the ground. Somebody say sow and reap. But here's the key. In order for there to be a harvest in my life, I must let go of the seed in my hand. And that's why Paul said that a farmer that only plants a few seeds will get a few harvests. He'll get a small harvest because he's keeping the seeds clutched in his hand to where nothing can happen with it. Because you know what happens with seed that's kept in a hand? Nothing. Nada. <laughs> Nothing. But when a seed is sown, get that in your spirit this morning. When a seed is put into the ground, it will bring a harvest. Not maybe, it will. So let's go back to verse 6. And, and maybe some of you are thinking, but... Pastor, I know really wealthy people who never give to the church and they don't do this and they don't do that, but they have tons of money. Can you imagine how much money they would have if they would live the gospel life? Come on, somebody. So he says this. Remember this. Is this helping somebody this morning? A farmer who plants only gets a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Now let's go to verse 7 because this is the one that we really need to see. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Now, I remember being in this church service, Pastor Ron, where the preacher was two and a half hours late. That was a sight to see, y'all. They just kept singing. And I remember somebody would come up every two or three songs and say it was a woman preacher and and uh, they would come up every two to three songs and say, well, she's in the she's in the airport. And the next three songs, they would say, she's in the city. I'm like, okay, when's she going to be in this building right here? I don't care if she's at the Cincinnati airport. When's she going to be right here? Because that's why I came. And I remember she comes up there and she gives this spiel. It's one of the weirdest services I've ever been in, to be honest. She said, I just came off a 72-day fast. I'm like, sis, you don't look it. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm saying. Oh, come on. That was a joke. Laugh with me. She said, I've just been on a 72-day fast, and if you'll fast for the next 24 hours, God's going to give you the equivalent of what I got from the 72-day fast, and now you need to sow $72.72 to reap what I have sown. What? I left, y'all. I left. 
God doesn't want you to give out of pressure. The reason that people don't like to talk about money in the church anymore and wealth and generosity is because so many people have perverted it. And it's sad because now you have people that are staying away from the wealth of God in the kingdom and living in a poverty mentality because some crazy head picked up a microphone and said, I'm going to get myself the latest yacht and I'm going to deceive these people with the word of God. Come on. I'm going to put pressure on them so I can get what I want to get. But Paul said, don't give reluctantly or to pressure. Don't sow the seed unless you've heard from God. Come on, somebody. Don't sow the seed unless you have decided in your heart with the Spirit of God, this is what I'm supposed to give because this is so powerful. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Come on. I shouldn't come and give my offering and think, oh, I have to do this again. I should give it and think, oh my gosh, how many souls are going to come into the kingdom because of what I'm sowing right now? Come on. Oh my gosh, what are we going to be able to do as a ministry and as a church because of the seed that I'm sowing? Come on. Because if I sow it, I feel my preacher coming on right now and I'm sorry, but if I sow it, I will reap it. Come on, it's not an if, it's not a maybe, because in the kingdom of God, it's fertile ground. Come on, we've been praying, we've been sowing, we've been fasting, we've been believing, and now we're saying, God, we want you to pour the rain upon the seed that we've sown, and it will become a harvest. Give somebody a high five and say, it will become a harvest. Come on, now let's go to verse 8. Once you've given according to the Spirit of God, this is so powerful, y'all, and God will generously provide all that you need. Somebody should take a praise break right there. Come on, because can I give you a revelation this morning? It's not your job that provides your needs. It's not your income that is doing it for you. It's God saying, you have obeyed my spirit, you've given, and now I'm going to provide for you. Man, that's so strong this morning. Some of y'all have been so stressed about money. You got gray hairs because of your money. Listen, don't worry about it. If you'll obey God and be smart with your money, God will make sure that you have a, 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 a house over your head and clothes on your back. He don't want you walking around naked. Come on. He don't want you walking around anorexic because you have no food in your belly. He said, if you'll give generously, I will provide all that you need. Everything. But he doesn't stop there. Then you will always have everything. Everything you need. And that's it. No. What's it say? Plenty. Plenty left over. To share with others. God will say to me all the time, hey, give this away. Or hey, do this. Or hey, do that. And I've learned instead of questioning God to just obey. 
Come on. Because I know that if I will do what he told me to do with the seed, he will in turn provide for me. Now throw that back up there. He will provide for me. Plenty left to share with others. Now verse 9. As the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor and their good deeds will be remembered forever. When I sow into the kingdom of heaven, it's not a momentary thing. It's eternal. It's eternal. Come on. Some of us are spending $500 on sneakers when God is saying, I want you to sow into the kingdom instead. Come on, somebody. And I'm the biggest sneakerhead in this room, so I get it. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir this morning. Come on. I can, I can buy a pair of sneakers, and they're going to wear out in a year. But if I sow into the kingdom of God, it's eternal. It's me saying, I want to see my city come to Jesus. It's me saying, I want to see my city turned around and go to heaven. It's me saying, I'm not thinking about right now. I'm not thinking about the stake. I'm thinking about sowing into the kingdom. Come on, somebody. I know you want a new car, but maybe you got to wait a year because God told you to sow it instead. Come on. Because what I'm doing is not for right now. It's for eternity. Ugh. It's for eternity. It will be remembered forever. I believe there will be people in heaven that come up to you and say, I'm here today because you sowed on such and such date. Oh, come on, somebody. You know what I'm thinking about in this room? Every single one of you are in this room because of the check that we gave in October of 2019. And that makes me want to dance. That gets me excited to give. Because what is God going to do with the money that I put in his hands? Come on, somebody. You don't know what your seed will do. You don't know what your seed will do. I don't know what it's going to do, but it's going to be remembered forever. Are you with me this morning? Verse 10. For God is the one who provides seed, I'm going to say it the old way, to the sower. Notice it doesn't say, I'm going to provide seed to the person who doesn't sow. I'll give seed to the one who sows what I give him and bread to the eater. So what God is saying is, if you will sow and obey me, I'm going to give you more seed. And not only more seed, I'm going to make sure you have bread to eat. But the problem is so many of us are clinching back what God told us to give. And we say, I don't know why I'm not blessed. It's because he can't give seed to the person who doesn't sow. Come on. I can't put seed in someone's hand who bought, who bought a PlayStation 5 instead of giving it the way I told them to. Now, I'm not against stuff, so don't, don't get that this morning. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when God tells you to give, obey him. Come on. When God says, sow this, you sow it. You don't think about it. You don't wait five months. You give it right then and there because God told you to do it. 
But he's saying, if you'll obey me and be generous, I feel my preacher, if you will do what I've told you to do, if you'll sow the seed, I'm in turn going to give you more seed. And when I give you more seed, you're going to be able to not only sow it, you're going to be able to live off of it. Come on, you're going to be able to put it in other people, but you're going to be able to live off of it too. You're going to eat. You're not going to go hungry. You're going to sow the seed that I've given you. And in the same way, he will provide and, and what? Say it louder. We do not serve a poverty God. Did you know that from the beginning, God has been about increase? All of the rivers in the book of Genesis, if you look at their Hebrew meaning, all of them mean what? Increase. From the Garden of Eden, God wanted his people to live in increase. This is why Jabez said, give me increase. Enlarge my borders. Give me more territory. Give me increase. God is not only going to provide for you. He wants to give you increase. Come on, somebody. God not only wants to provide the, the means necessary to live, but he wants to give you money on top of your money. But we got to break this mentality of of. I can barely make it because I'm in the kingdom of God. That is trash. You need to, to rebuke that spirit off of your life. God wants to give you increase. Let's continue. And produce and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Notice that. Where does it happen? Three of you got it. Where does it happen? In me. God wants to get his people generous again. I said God wants to give his people a generous spirit. Now let's go to verse 11. Nudge your neighbor and say, are you with him? Come on. Yes. Now he's going to continue. He's going to reestablish what he's already saying. Yes. Yes. You will be enriched in every way. Now, when I looked up that word enriched, Pastor Ron, in the Greek, it means wealth. It means rich. You will be given resources in every way so that you can always be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. God is calling us as a church, I'm finishing right now, to be generous again. To sow a seed. Now here's the thing about sowing seed. It feels uncomfortable sometimes sowing a seed. Have you been there? It's been uncomfortable sowing seeds. But I would never want to live another life than the blessed one. It's exciting draining your savings because the Lord said so and then watching what he does. 
So this morning, what we're going to do, we're going to give you an opportunity to apply the principle in your life. If they'll go and come to the music this morning. We are going to sow what we're calling, because we're in this series, in this season. How many of you believe we're in a limitless season? Come on. We're going to give you an opportunity to sow into a limitless offering. Now, don't give out of pressure. Don't give reluctantly. That's not what the Bible says. But if God tells you to, give uncomfortably. Pastor and I are sowing a seed that's uncomfortable. We're in the middle of a a transition ourselves where pastor's in this new job, and it's amazing. She's going to make more money and have more time. Like, it's a God thing. But she don't get paid for like six weeks. But the Lord said, I want you to sow this right here. I want you to be uncomfortable. Y'all, I have learned. I said this a couple weeks ago, I believe. I've learned that when things are tightest, it's the time to sow biggest. Every time I've seen God move in my life in a significant way, it was after I sowed something uncomfortably. Pastor Faye had just lost her job last summer, 2020, due to COVID. It was our only income. And we went to this church to raise funds for the church, not for ourselves. And the Lord said, empty your bank accounts. I said, Lord, I trust you. But I want you to know this is a hard one. Because next Friday, there's no income coming. And this is all I got. I got babies to feed. But we did it. And an hour later, God had put me on a salary. And a week later, God had given her a job, which landed us in this building. You don't know what your seed will do. Now, here's the thing. Can I tell you this? And then we're going to give. It's not about the amount. You give what God tells you to give. It could be $5. It could be $5,000. Whatever it is, you give it. It's not about the amount. It's about the heart. So stand with me all across this place this morning. Here's what we're going to do. Go ahead, you guys that are going to receive the offering. We're not going to bring the buckets to you this morning. We're going to ask that you walk forward and place your seed in the ground. Now, you can give online. Make sure if you're giving this morning that you write limitless with it because we want to designate it that way. You can give online. You can text to give. You can designate it as limitless on the text, too, if you text the word limitless with your amount. But we want you to sow a seed. We sowed ours on Friday. And we're believing that every, this is what I'm declaring, every single dollar that comes in this offering is going to go to the expansion of this church. Now, when people hear expansion, they think, oh, that means buildings. It means so much more than that. Y'all, you know what we need right now really bad? A nursery. (laughs) All the young parents in the house said amen. (laughs) We need a nursery. And whether you know it or not, how many of you like the sound and all this stuff. It's great, right? We're maxed out on what we can do. 
Like if God gave us a drummer tomorrow, we'd have to say, sorry, we can't accommodate you. There's all kinds of things that God wants to expand in our church. I believe that in this next season, we're, we're walking into a season of growth. Do you believe that? Come on, do you believe that? I believe it with all my heart. But in order for that to happen, we're going to have to expand and prepare and make room for what God wants to do. So they're going to sing that song again. We've been praying. We've been sowing. But I want to I pray over you before we give this. So get that seed in your hand. Lift it up to heaven. Father God, right now, I feel your spirit so strong. I pray that every single dollar that is given would go to this community's salvation. It would go to expanding your kingdom here in Bowling Green as it is in heaven. And Father, I pray right now that you would bless the hands that sows. Some of you all are about to sow uncomfortably and God's about to give you a blessing that you never even expected. He's about to do it. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to let go of our seed and say, God, do what you want to do with it. Come on, right now, in the name of Jesus, go ahead and give. Father, we give right now, believing. Come on, come drop your seed in the ground. Maybe for you it's, it's on a phone, that's okay. We're dropping our seed in the ground. Go ahead. Now come on, lift your hands to heaven. Lift your hands to heaven this morning. And we're going to worship. Come on, put some water on that seed. Let's worship this morning. We've been sowing. in the rain come on lift those hands and declare we've been praying we've been, praying. We've been sowing 